Christmas. Yes, I'm telling you, it's Christmas week, right? We celebrate uh, Christmas, but at the same time, I'm, I said at first service, I, I, um, we celebrate it like a, a woman does her birthday. They don't just celebrate one day, like they have a birthday month, amen? Can I hear from you ladies, get a birthday month? Woo woo, you know, um, guys don't do that necessarily. It's just one day for us, you know, especially when you get to be my age and you see them going and you want to pull them back and say, hey, slow down, you know, anybody else like that? If you can't raise your hand, wink at me. Just wink at me if you can't raise your hand. There you go. You know what I'm talking about. But it's good. I'm excited about Christmas, man. I'm telling you, I love the fact that we get to celebrate this time. Um, you know, and so this, this week, I pray that you have a great Christmas. Um, I'll hopefully see you Friday night for our Christmas Eve service. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be an hour long, but it'll be a great time for us to, to really celebrate, get you ready, get you set up for your times. Um, and so you guys, uh, especially... Friday night, because it's for, before Christmas, some of you men that'll be putting stuff together that night are going to need Jesus. <laughs> Can I get a witness? I'm telling you what, I have never lost some of my Jesus when I start putting stuff together. And then Vanessa comes in and she helps. She's so helpful. She goes, having problems. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of, <laughs> you having issues? Like, no, I didn't, that, that wasn't me that said that. Anyway, the truth is, is that God wants us to continue to focus on him. He's the reason for the season, amen? amen? Not the reason just for the season, but the reason why you're here. The reason why you live, move, breathe, and have your being is in him, amen? amen. <clears throat> so I, I love I love all of them. Some people say they're just like, man, they've commercialized Christmas because they did skip over Thanksgiving to get right to Christmas, didn't you? I mean, I saw, I saw Christmas trees at Home Depot like in September, you know what I'm saying? You, they just skipped right over um, to get to Christmas, but the truth, I love all of it. Vanessa and I went to a uh, went to Grapevine to see uh, they got a great. It's supposed to be the the greatest Christmas display in Texas, and so we went. We stepped out of the car, you know, and it's I mean it's packed. Streets are packed, and they got everything set up, whatever. And we were doing some shopping or whatever, and I, we walked outside and I saw these lights. You know, they were just all around. And so I, and Vanessa was like, she goes, "What is that?" I go, "I don't know what that is." And we were looking we were looking old, you know, like remember back in the day. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Oh, see, the, the first server's new. Some of you guys are like, what is that? He's talking about Man of Steel, the other ones. But back in the day, Clark Clint, or, or what was it? What was it? But Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve was, was Superman. Then there was one before him. It looked so old. Uh, I'm, anyway, black and white Superman. Anybody remember that? But anyway, we were looking up, and all of a sudden we saw these, all these lights and display and Merry Christmas, and they had drones. The drones made, made the, the, the display. It was crazy. And the only reason why I figured it out because I heard in the background. It was just, I, mean, I love all the lights. I love all of it. And I'm praying that God would illuminate your hearts this Christmas season where you see him and that you really concentrate on what he has for you this season. Amen? Amen. All right, this morning I'm going to piggyback on... Um, uh, Pastor Vernon's message that he preached. How many of you guys enjoyed Pastor Vernon and um, his message? <laughs> Again, I could see him being stuck in that bathroom. Um, but the truth is, is that I, I love this. So I'm going to preach a message, um, and I want you to, I'm going to piggyback off of it, but here's what I want you to hear. I want to play a little game this morning. It's like games aren't in church. We're going to play one today. So we're going to play one day. So I'm going to say a phrase. I'm going to sing a, sing a part of a song, and I want you to finish it. You don't have to sing the whole song, but just see if you can finish it. So we sang this one earlier this morning, but so you'll know this one. So hark the herald. All right, good job. That's a good one. That's a good one. You guys knew that one. Away in the 
the down here. Okay, good job. That's a good one. What about this one? Deck the halls with Father. Well, that's, a, that's good. You guys, you guys know this. See if you know this one. This one may be a little harder. The first service got this. Let's see if you guys can get it. Said the night wind to the little lamb. Way up in the sky, little lamb. Okay, so that is the title of my message today. Do you see what I see? Here's what I believe God is saying for us this Christmas season. I want to include you in this. God is saying that he wants you, the Father wants you, individually, all of you, to get his perspective this Christmas season. Do you see? I think he, I believe he's asking that. Do you see what I see? Are you, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Are you able to focus on the things that I'm focused on? Are you able to capture and encapsulate and really zone in on what I'm zoning in on? Are you really are you able to focus and get my perspective? And the reason why I'm saying that is because we live here on earth and we see things all the time. That we live in this earth, earthly realm and realm, and God is God is saying, I'm I'm seated in heavenly places, you're seated in heavenly places. Why don't you get my view and get my perspective on the way things are to be? And here's what I mean by that, because a lot of times we're, we're focused on the natural. We're focused on, on, this, on, the, on the whatever is going on in front of us, and God has a totally different view, and I believe he wants us to get his perspective. Because the year's coming to a close, and it's not just the year coming to a close, but this Christmas season, and so a lot of us, I said this uh, first service, a lot of us will be working on, um, I just signed us a whole family up for uh, gym membership, um, and, um, you know, and I probably won't see them at all this year, next year. But anyway, um, um, but the truth is, is that we'll work on, we'll work on ourselves. You'll try to get a better you. And the Lord's like, I want you to get a better view. You can get a better you, but you'll get a better you after you get a better view of Jesus. Pray with me. Lord, I thank you for this time. And I'm asking you to help us, Lord, to get that perspective. It's only, Lord, when we get that perspective, your perspective, that you help us really to see things the way you do. Help us, Lord, to focal, foc just focus our attention upon who you are. And so we thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we're going to start in verse 9. And while you're turning there, I would like for you to, the reason why I believe that God is saying this about getting his perspective is and, and how he's going to help us do that is I'm going to ask you three questions this morning. And those three questions are these. You turn there, keep turning. But the, the questions are these. I, some of you need to multitask. Um, and that is, do you see what I see is the first question you need to, he need to ask yourself that, he, that I believe the Father is asking. The second question is this, do you see how I see is the second question. The third question is this, do you see who I see? And so we're going to try to answer those questions. Only you can answer those questions about how you see um, and how seeing and getting a picture of, of what he is saying. So the first point here, do you see what I see? Let's look at verse 9. But as it is written, 
eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Anybody love him in the house today? I'm going to ask a question again. Do anybody love him in the house today? Because we just read that if you love Jesus and you're called according to you love him, that he's got good things in store for you. Eye has not seen. That means no eye has seen nor ear heard that which God has prepared for those who love him. I want to say today, I love you, Jesus, because I know you got good things in store for me. And he because and I'm saying the, the truth of the matter is, is I love him not because I just love him, but because he first loved me. That's right. It was him that came after you. Don't forget about that. I know people be like, I found Jesus. He was looking for you all along. He was chasing you all along. Before the foundation of the world, he was chasing after you. He was looking for you. He was, he was the one standing at the door knocking, wanting to come in. So don't tell I found Jesus. He found you in your sin. He found you being hostile. He found you, and then he, he came in, and you, you accepted. But at the same time, he, he came in. So, yes, he has good things in store for you. But God has revealed them to us. Through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things. Everybody say all things. All things. things. Yes, the deep things of God. I love this. I I love it when the the Bible amens itself. You see that right here? It says the spirit searches all things. Mm -hmm. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now stop here for a minute. I love the contrast here because it's talking about the spiritual things. And the spirit is the one who teaches us. Anybody need to be taught by the Holy Spirit? He's our teacher. He's our guide. We're going to look at that here in just a minute. So one of the ways to get God's perspective is to ask the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you. The Bible says it's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead that lives in us and quickens our mortal body. The spirit of God. And they're talking about another spirit. It says another helper of the same kind. The, the paraclete, the one that comes alongside. The same spirit that lives within us and helps us get God's perspective. Why? Because we just read that the spirit of God searches all things. Everything that could be searched, he searches it. Then he reveals to us what we need to know. The spirit of God does that. So that we can have a perspective that we need for the things of God. God wants us to have his perspective. And here's what I mean by that. Isn't it funny how sometimes two people or three people, whoever, can be in the same room looking at the exact same thing and come away with two different perspectives? Anybody ever experience that? Get, get, be at the same. Vanessa and I do this all the time. I'm, all, I'm constantly asking that. Okay, Vanessa be like, because she, she does that not just to me, but to us and the kids. She'll be like, there's no, nobody sees the trash overflowing here in the kitchen. Nobody sees stuff on the floor. And I'll be like, honey, I cleaned up. She goes, you didn't do, you didn't clean up anything. And I'm like, I'll look at something and I'll be like, I, I see it this way. She like, she has, I mean, x-ray vision. I mean, she can see stuff that nobody else can see. She goes, you don't see the trash overflowing? I'm like, I mean, it's a little full. She's like, there, it's, over, it's a volcano of trash running over, pressed down, running over, shaking together. It's trash in this kitchen. 
And so I, I just, I, I can't see it. We have two different perspectives. And we, and you're laughing, but the truth is we can get so focused on the natural, on the things that are natural. And God is saying, would you get my perspective? Because my thoughts are not your thoughts, saith the Lord. My ways are not your ways. But he says he reveals them through, to us through his spirit. And so, so as high as the heavens above are my ways and my thoughts. And so I want to get to where he's thinking and how he's thinking about every situation that is going on in my life, in your life. And here's what I mean by that. I want you to hear this, hear this, that there is something going on in every one of your lives. Those of you who are watching online, every one of your lives right now that God wants you to get his perspective on. Do you believe that? He's like, well, I have his perspective. I do, but there's some things I don't have his perspective. And I need to ask the Holy Spirit to show me where I am focusing on the minute, on the worldly things, on the things that, that, that bother and, and just, you know, focus on that. And God's saying, I want you to get a, a better view. Get my view of what it is. Focus on the natural. We get focused. We get so minute on those things. I got a video that I want you to see that kind of talks about that. They're going to show this video in just a second. There was a workman, and this workman was leaving the factory after a day's work. And he's pushing a wheelbarrow out of the factory. Inside the wheelbarrow, there's a very small package. He's stopped by security guard. The security guard says, what have you got in your wheelbarrow? He says, well, I've got a small box. The security guard says, I can see it's a small box. What have you got in it? He says, well, you know the sawdust that's on the floor at the end of a working day? Well, it's swept up and it's thrown away. Well, I needed some, so I put it in a box and I'm going to take it home. The security guard says, open your box. He opens the box, sawdust. He says, out you go. Second day, same thing. Third day, same thing. Fourth day, same thing. Fifth day, he's pushing out his wheelbarrow. Inside the wheelbarrow, there's a small box. It's the same security guard. The guard says, it's you again. What do you got in your wheelbarrow? He says, well, I've got the same as I had the other four days, sawdust. The security guard says, well, open it. He opens it, it's sawdust. The security guard says, I've just got this feeling that you're stealing something. I just got that feeling. Look, he says, why don't you tell me what you're stealing and I promise I won't report you. The man says, all right then, I'm stealing wheelbarrows. <laughs> you and I, we can be so preoccupied with a small package that we miss the big picture. Many, many times, it's the grain of sand that's in our shoe that weighs us down, and we lose focus, we lose the big picture. God wants us to get the big picture. Amen? Amen. Now, anyways, you don't have to raise your hand, but some of us have been focused on some of the smaller things, some of the, the minute things. It's the small foxes, the Bible says, that's, that spoils the vine. It's the, it's the little sins that's, that easily besets us. It's those same things. The enemy tries to, tries to plague you with this. That, oh, just, you're still holding unforgiveness. You're still holding bitterness. You're still holding, holding, holding things holding you back. God's like, oh, if you would really get a picture of what I have for you. I just, we, I just read to you that, that I 
has not seen nor ear has heard the things that he has prepared for you. If you could get a glimpse of what I have in store for you. Some of you, I mean, I, and I, I hated this because when 2020 came, everybody was prophesying that we we're going to have 2020 vision in 20. Remember that? People were coming out of the woodworks. It was like, it's a no-brainer. 2020, our eyes are going to be open. And boy, was our eyes open in 2020. That was some stuff came down the pipe. We were like, I didn't know we was going to endure that. I didn't know that was going to happen. But the truth is that even in the middle of 2020 and COVID and the election year and all the things that seemingly just came out, God has kept us in the middle of all those things. And he still has good things in store. His plans hadn't changed. Pastor says all the time, he goes, his plans hadn't changed. He's up there just reaming his hands trying to figure out, I don't know. I didn't know that that was going to happen. He's just, he's just like, look, he's like, God, I'm weak. He goes, good. I'm glad you're weak because in your weakness, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And so he's, he's saying, would you, the Holy Spirit that's on the inside, if you ask him, he'll show you those things because he's our teacher. He's our God. That's what the Bible says in John chapter 16, verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you of things to come. He's going to lead us into all truth. The spirit of God does that. And then we shall know the truth and the truth will make us It'll make us free. So he'll lead us in all truth. Ask the Holy Spirit what you need so you can encounter freedom in your life. Ask the Holy Spirit what you need to let go so you can encounter freedom in your life. Who you need to let go. What is it that's holding you back? The Spirit of God searches all things to help you walk in the things of God that will keep you back. The chains and bondage and the things that you've been thinking, the, the, the old mindsets, the old way of thinking, the old wineskins that you need to get rid of so you can get ready to go into this new year with a new mind, a renewed mind, a fresh mind because we're going to be we're going to you're going to come out of your situation head first like a baby head first the head's got to come out first so your head has got to come out first those battles that you've been facing in your mind they got to come out first God is wanting you to get his perspective so that you can see what he sees so that you can go do what he's called you to do and it's not the same thing as what we think here's the Bible one of the ways that we get his perspective is through his word amen he is the word of God Here's what the Bible says in Psalms 119.18. Open my eyes that I may see your wondrous things from your law. Psalms 119.130 says the interests of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. In Ephesians, the prayer says this, that I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Why? So that you can see. You can see the hope of his calling that he, that he worked in Christ in your life. So that you can, you can, with the saints, comprehend the width, the depth, the height of his love. So you can know that love that surpasses knowledge. He wants you to open your eyes so you can see what he's called you to see. Amen? That's what he's, and so that's the truth. Is God wants you to see the things that he wants you to see. See, there are things that go on in your life. Anybody, some, some of us have gone through a roller coaster year where things have been up, things have been down, things have been sideways. You ever been on a roller coaster? I'm going to roller coaster just, I mean, you, you, there's that thing that click, 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 click. You're like, oh, this is great. This is good. And all of a sudden you go over the hill and it's, ah, you know what I'm saying? And so there's, there's a point in your life where God is wanting, you're just like, God, get me. I've been times where I'll be like, God, get me off of this. He goes, no, 
I'm not going to get you off. Like, why? You're going to stay on it. But it's going bad. Make it stop. He's like, no, because on the other side of this, there's going to be victory. On the other side of this, there's going to be strength. On the other side of this, going to be joy. And there's going to be triumph. But make it stop. No, I'm not going to make it stop. But I promise I'll be with you. I promise that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But it's hard. I know it is. But it's going to be good when it's all over and said and done. I am building something in you that you don't know about. I am taking you somewhere that you don't even necessarily know that I'm taking you. I am bringing you out of the darkness and into the light and I'm going to open your eyes to a whole new world, a whole new situation that you haven't even seen before. But I'm telling you, God, it's hard. He goes, I know it is, but I'm right here. Strap in, sit back and enjoy the journey because God has good things in store for you. Amen. I mean, I've been in roller coasters with my kids. They'd be like, stop screaming. And they were talking to me. Um, but the truth is, <laughs> but the truth is, is that God wants you to know that he is with you. Amen. And he sees things that you don't see. His eyes are open to the things that your eyes are not open to. Because here's the problem. Here's the deal. When you see pain, God says, no, I see providence. When you see destruction, he goes, I see destiny. When you when you see problems and you see, he said, I see potential. You're like, God, but this is dread. He goes, "Mm -mm, I see dreams. He goes, you go, I'm I'm full of oppression. He goes, I see opportunity. See, he sees differently than you do. You see poverty. He goes, I see provision. You see a trial. He goes, I see triumph. You see sin. He goes, I see a savior. You see craziness. He goes, I see creativity. You see ashes. He goes, "Mm, I see beauty going on in your life. He goes, I'll trade you. You give me those ashes. I'll trade you beauty for ashes. You see heaviness. He goes, give me that. Give me that heaviness. I'll give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He goes, you know, you, you go, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having all this, all this. I see mourning. He goes, man, I see the oil of joy. You see fear. He sees faith. God sees the opposite of what we see. So what is it that you are looking at and you're going, God, it's this. And he goes, Mm-mm, it's, it's that. I'm standing here looking at you right now, and I have a view. You're looking at me, but I have a view. I'm looking at one of you. But you know what? There's more than meets the eye that's going on in this room right now. There's cameras in the back that are broadcasting. There's people, there's about 40, 50 people watching online right now. You can't see them, but they, but they see me. You do, there's things, there's waves going through this room that you don't even see that are going on right now. People are tuned in watching this service. Not only that, there's, there's, a, there's a Wi-Fi signal that's going through here right now. Sometimes it's not very good, but it's still a Wi-Fi system that's going on right now to pick up, to help you get on. There's things that are going on. There's more than meets the eye that is really going on. And if you stay looking at this realm, you will miss out on what is going on in the spiritual realm. You hear what I'm telling you? What is it that you're looking at, that you're focused on? And God's saying, I want to give you a different perspective. I'm going to give you a different view. I'm going to give you a different, a different outlook on it. Vanessa and I, a month ago, went to the Grand Canyon. We have never been to the Grand Canyon. Our first time. Wasn't a whole lot of black people there because, you know, they're scared of heights. And so it was, I, was, I was kind of one of the only guys there. <laughs> people were like, look at him. What is he going to do? Um, but we went to the Grand Canyon, and we went to this one place, and it was beautiful. Okay, anybody, raise your hand if you've ever been to Grand Canyon. Raise your hand if you've ever been. See? All white people. So the truth is, is that we all, we went to, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Standing on the Grand Canyon, somebody, nobody had to tell me. Somebody had to say, hey, 
take a deep breath when you get up there because it'll take your breath. It'll literally take your breath away how big it is, how vast it is. And we're standing there. We went to a place called the Skyrim where you can walk out on this glass and look out and look down on the, on the, on the, on the Grand Canyon. And I was just like, I was like, let's do it. You know, let's, let's go, you know. And so we're standing out there, and Vanessa's just peering over, just, just, just looking at it, you know, other than that picture. Where you, did y'all see that where she tried to push me off, try to get, collect life insurance? Anyway, so she's peering over and looking, and I'm looking at it, and I'm having a worship service. I'm like, God, this is so good. You're amazing. Only you can make something like this. You know, they were trying to tell us that there's, the sky came in and this slime and ate up. I'm like, no, my God made this. My God created this. That's a different perspective. They got that. You, it, it takes more faith to believe that slime came down and burped up something and created the Grand Canyon. Isn't that true, though? You have to have more faith to believe that something burped. Yeah, anyway, and so I'm standing there having a worship service, and I look back, and there's a guy hanging onto the rail, sliding across because he's too scared. He was like, oh. They were like, come on, you can do it. He goes, I don't, don't look down. And I'm just like, how can you have, look at this view. I don't want to look down. Look at this. And I'm telling you what, two different people come up with two different views. One can be having a worship experience. Other one can be dealing with depression. Somebody else can be reading the scriptures and getting something out of it. Somebody else can be like, I never get anything out of it. Somebody have a prayer time that's really amazing, and all of a sudden you're like, my prayers, I don't even know if they hit the ceiling. Two different perspectives. But here's the truth. If you know this, that God loves you, and he has good things in store for you. And just like he said, he says, those that love him, he's got good things in store. If you know this, then you realize that he's a good, good father. No matter where you are in your life. No matter what's going on in your life, he's a good, good father, and you get that perspective, then you'll know who he is. So that's, that's it. Do you see what I see? Do you see how I see? Second question. I want to tell you this. read it earlier. How he sees, how the father sees is through love. He really sees through love, right? Amen? And the Bible says this about, and we read this in John um, he sees, he sees this when he, with compassion. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 says this. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. How he sees? Through love and through compassion. He sees people that way. Some of us see people, they're frustrating. They get on my nerves. They got all God's like, I don't see them that way. I am moved with compassion. God wants us to see how he sees. Amen? I want you to see how he sees. He sees through the, through the lens of love. He sees through. He saw that. The Bible said that it was for it, the joy that was set before him is why he endured the cross for us. He's late. He was on that cross, and he stayed there on that cross so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. He sees through the eyes of compassion. He sees the things that are going on. Two different perspectives. We need to see how he sees. Amen? Again, same thing goes on. Um, Vanessa and I go to the store. I usually go looking at a, a gun or something like that. And I'll look at it and I'll be, Vanessa, come over here. We'll be at Shields. This happened not that long ago. We were at Shields. And I was looking at this, at this gun. I said, honey, look at that. I said, look at the wood engraving of that. Look at, look at, how, look at the barrel of that. It's amazing. What would she focus on? The price. I actually had to flip it over and be like, okay, let's start over again. Let me flip it over. Now look again. She flips it back over. Do you see how much that costs? <laughs> Here's the truth, looking at the same thing. How do we get a chance to look at what God sees and see people the way he does, that they're valuable? 
that they have a place in his kingdom. The Bible says that he wished that not one would perish. Seeing people, Heidi Baker used to say this, if you would love the one that's in front of you, the person that's in front of you, love them. The way, just, and sometimes you have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Holy Spirit, help me to see this person the way you do. Help me, Father, help me to see them the way you do because I'm looking at them right now, Lord, and I'm not looking at them the way you do. I got that twitch in my eye every time they come around. Could you please help me, help me to see them the way you do? And he'll show you. He'll give you a heart of compassion for his people. Do you see what I see? Do you see how I see? Last one. Do you see who I see? And I want you to know this today, that the Father sees you. And some of you, I have to ask a question within a question, and that's this. I'm trying to slow this down. How do you see the Father? That's, that's a real question. You, I don't want you to just, just think about it for a minute. How do you see the Father? There's a reason why I'm asking that. Because depending on how you see the Father will translate how you see yourself. If you see the father as a mean ogre who, who, is, who is distant and he doesn't care about you, but he's off some distant and, he, and he's mean or he didn't, he's waiting for you to sin so he can drop the hammer on you, then you'll act that way. If you feel like that he's, that he's, a, he, he's just there when you, just to take care of your needs, you'll act that way. But if you see him as a loving father who cares about you, who sent his only son to die for you, to give you life and life more abundantly, the one that, that gave everything so that you can have this life, then you'll act that way. So you ask yourself, how do you see the father? How do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? I'm going to read this scripture in John 14, where it says, let... And, it says, let not your heart be troubled, verse 1. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I love this, I am the way, the truth. And the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And if you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip says, said to him, Lord, show us a Father, and it will be sufficient for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, Philip? Have I been with you so long? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How do you get a better view of the Father? How do you, how do you get a better view of the Father? See Jesus. When you're looking at Jesus, you're looking at the Father. Anybody seen that big 6'3", good-looking dude walking around here, huge, his name is Luke. Anybody seen that? Everybody's like, man, you look just like your dad. And a lot of their kids, and, and so he's, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but we look alike. He, goes, he said to me the other day, he goes, Dad, I, he goes, I'm pretty much your twin. I go, no, I'm better looking, you know. <laughs> and so we said, but he acts just like me. I'm telling you what, it was not too long ago when I was working at Delta Airlines, I would come home. And he would have nothing on but a diaper, and he would put my work boots on. He'd be walking across the floor in my work boots. And I'd just smile at him. He'd be smiling. He'd be dragging him, you know, and he'd be walking, and he wanted to be just like his daddy. I'm telling you this much. Anybody in here want to be like their daddy? I want to tell you this already. You look like your daddy. 
You already look like him. So just start acting like him. And how we see him is take a look at Jesus. Looking at Jesus, who is the author and finisher of your faith. Amen? If we ask the Spirit, so how do you, have you, do you see what I see? Do you see how I see? Do you see who I see? He sees you today. He knows you today. The Holy Spirit is able to teach us and show us all the things that we need to know to get his perspective. Anybody want his perspective today? We ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace. Thou art welcome in this place.